Hello, my insane infants. Welcome to another episode of Rahalastapa. This week I am chatting with Jackie Weaver, her of You Have No Authority, Jackie Weaver, from the popular YouTube internet hit of the Handforth Parish Council meeting in which she was a boss in every sense of the word. She's got a podcast herself, and in fact, I'm a guest on that podcast. In fact, we recorded her podcast, then this podcast. I think she got the better half of the deal because it was a long old time we were talking. Uh, and uh, you can listen to me being interviewed by her uh, on, um, I think it's called You Have the Authority, Jackie Weaver. I expect it's something like that, but put Jackie Weaver into your search engine and you will find it. Um, and uh, then we talked for an hour with Rahala Stapa. And uh, she's a very interesting and charming woman who had no idea who I was. And that is what makes this show brilliant. So I hope you will enjoy this. Do not forget, we are doing retro Rahalastapas in audio only on Fridays, where I go back and pick out some of my favourite episodes ever, and we re-release them so that newbies can hear them for the first time without having to wade through all the 500 or so other podcasts that are in this stream and if you've heard it before, you want to hear it again, you know, you can do that. You can go back and find them yourself, but I'll just pick out a few of my favourites and then hopefully you will go and pick out other ones that you want to listen to. Listen to as many as you can. That is my advice. This week we're talking, we're, we are reliving the experience, one of the most amazing things that's ever happened to me on stage and I had very little part in it. Um... Brian Blessed is the guest, and that is going to be worth listening to once more. Um, and don't forget, we are still at uh, the Clapham Junction Grand. The Clapham Junction Grand, I believe it's called the Clapham Grand at Clapham Junction. Um, on Mondays, 7th of June, 14th of June and 5th of July. New guests to be announced soon. We've got to know such things as a fish. Uh, David Badiel and uh, Robin Asquith are all confirmed, but there will be some more exciting guests. I'm aiming high, so please book ahead. Socially distanced. Maybe the last one won't be socially distanced um, if, if things progress in a way that they're unlikely to do so, thanks to our bloody government. Am I right? Yeah, got a little bit political there, ladies and gentlemen. OK, let's sit back, relax and enjoy Rahalastapa. Go to richhang.com slash gigs to find out about those Clapham Grand gigs. richhang.com slash Rahalastapa for... No, richhang.com slash gigs. Oh, now let's sit back. Oh, I've got, I've lost it. Let's sit. I'm not going to go do it again. Let's sit back, relax and enjoy Rahalastapa with Jackie Weather. And she does have the authority, it turns out. Hello, welcome to another uh, Richard Herring's Landing Soon in Theatres podcast. Uh, though I was talking to the bloke from The Guardian who says Shrek is a bad film and he says people who call it Rahalastapa are idiots. Apparently he's a very contrary guy. 20 years uh, since uh, Shrek film came out, which meant uh, 19 years since things was a good idea. Um, I've been trying to write this week. I love uh, every part of the writing process except doing it. That's the only part I don't like. Um, so I haven't got much done, but I've got uh, I've got some stuff to get on with. Uh, not much stand up to tell you about this week, but I um I was I took my uh, 
daughter, my six-year-old daughter, to the supermarket this week, and um, we got to the trolley, and she's quite a big six-year-old, and uh, she said she wanted to sit in the little seat uh, in the trolley, so I had to lift her up, and I got her in there, but it was quite hard. And there's a point where you're just too big to go in the seat in the supermarket trolley, and I remember that myself, and I told her I remember the moment when I how sad I was when my mum said I couldn't go in the supermarket trolley anymore I was in western supermare and she said you know it's you're, you're just too big now and I remember being heartbroken and my daughter said how old were you when that happened and I said I was 28 years old uh and because you're never too young to hear your first 28 year old joke uh, she actually said no you weren't how old were you and I said oh, I was eight which is still quite old to be fair for that to happen but uh, there's something quite poignant about that about those moments in childhood where you realise you have to leave something behind. And my daughter's getting close to that age. Re-supermarket trolleys, at least. Which made me sad. Anyway, uh, the live-streamed Rahalastapas are not exactly coming to an end. The regular ones are. We're going to still do some of them, but this is the almost the last official one we're going to be doing before heading over to the Clapham Grand to start doing live shows. We are doing one more that will be out next week, but we're recording on the 2nd of June. Uh, which is the day this one will go out with Nigel Planer from The Young Ones and Nicholas Craig and lots and lots of other stuff. I'm very excited about that. Huge fan of his. So you will be able to watch that one on Twitch uh, when it comes out at 8 p.m. on the 2nd of June. I uh, forgot that I was going to be in uh, seeing my parents that week as it's half term. So I will be recording my end from Cheddar. So there's every in Somerset. So there's every chance you won't get to see it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm not sure what the internet's like in Cheddar. They do think the internet is the magic of the Wookiee Hole Witch. So you never know. But you can come to see those gigs at the Clapham Grand. Um, there's still some to come. Go to richchain.com slash gigs. We've got some fantastic guests on the way. Let's crack on. My guest this week is probably best known for being the chief officer of the Cheshire Association of Local Councils. That's why we're all here. I haven't had many council people on the show, but I just thought it's time to get... I'm not going to go for any rubbish. They've got to be at least chief officer. It's Jackie Weaver, ladies and gentlemen. Here she is. Hello, Jackie Weaver. How are you doing? <laughs> Hello, Richard. Oh, it's lovely to see you. We have just been talking for an hour on your podcast, so we'll carry on talking ourselves. But I did uh, I did say to you that now you... I did accidentally call you Jackie a couple of times on your podcast. I apologise. Very forward. But also, you are now Jackie Weaver, right? That's it. Oh, Everyone yeah. calls you Jackie Weaver in full every time they talk to you. They, they really do. It is it's sort weird. Of an, it's sort of an opposite <laughs> share. It's not one name. Now you're a double name and you're Jackie Weaver. Um, how does that feel? Do you, do, you, do you feel okay about being known as Jackie Weaver rather than Mrs. Weaver or Ms. Weaver or oh, Jackie? God, I, I wouldn't want to be called Mrs. Weaver or Miss Weaver. It always <laughs> uh, sounds kind of like, um, yeah. Well, certainly Mrs. Weaver always puts 10 years on you, whoever you are. Um, <laughs> Definitely and, on me. Uh, I guess I kind of feel Jackie doesn't quite sit on its own. No. But yeah. you also don't, you know, for me, you don't feel like it, there's, uh, maybe we do, we haven't seen that much of you. We've seen you uh, in this powerful situation and I don't want to be offensive to Jackie's, but Jackie doesn't seem, Jackie doesn't seem the right name for you at all. So Jackie Weaver does though. Yeah. You see, I've always felt like that. I felt <laughs> that it's just not my, I, what about Rebecca? Maybe Rebecca. Could we go but... for that? I mean, Jacqueline, is it, is it, is it Jacqueline? Is that what yeah. you're christened? Yeah, yeah, Jacqueline. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Oh, it sounds like I'm in trouble. I can hear my mother in that. <laughs> Jacqueline. 
Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the last time you sat in a supermarket trolley in the little seat, not necessarily as a student? Do you remember? Could you, is that moment stuck with you? Because it's really stuck with me. I don't know if it was the last time I sat in or the last time I wasn't allowed to sit in. Do you remember? Do you remember? No. Being... No. It was a big deal for me that that moment. Yeah. Clearly. I would like. I'd like to think of you sitting in a supermarket. It's kind of fun to think of an adult in a supermarket trolley sitting in that little seat. And it's very hard to envision someone that being five years old and being deserving to be in there. Would you be prepared to sit in a supermarket trolley little seat if I got one to you and, and said, I'm going to wheel you around the supermarket? I, I, I think it would actually bend the space-time continuum for me to be able to do that. Well, you know, any of us would bend the supermarket trolley, I think, if we tried to get in. But, I mean, it's a, the leg holes are so little... Did you put your own kids? Do you remember putting your own kids in those? Two, I mean, yeah. I don't know how long they—they they were definitely in in the seventies because I was—I was in them in the seventies. I, I don't have I don't to know. come here to be insulted, you know. I know, but you know, you're—you know—I'm <laughs> just wondering when they began. Uh, yeah, they definitely had supermarkets when my children <laughs> were young, and the supermarkets definitely had trolleys. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can still remember trying to squeeze their little legs through. That I do yeah. remember. And that way where you kind of just like pull them from the front, um, ignoring the screams of pain um, yes. because you're well, determined to get, get them in. And yeah. their shoes come off when they take yep. them out. Yep. It's, a, it's a terrible thing. And if it's two of them next to each other, which we used to do, I don't, we haven't done that for a while. I think they're too big for that now. Then, and yeah. then they're just fighting each other. One of them wants to get out. It's awful. Let's talk a little bit about your incredible rise to notoriety and fame <laughs> and how that happened. Um, just in case anyone's uh, confused about where you come from, <laughs> why we're talking. Um, you sort of overnight, I mean, it, it's sort of an overnight viral sensation of this Handforth Parish Council meeting that got... It was out for a couple of weeks, right? And then some uh, comedian edited it down to a sort of more palatable length. Well, it, then... it's even a more tortuous story than oh, that. I mean, it actually started back at the um, the meeting itself was the middle of December. Um, so before it, it, it quote, hit, um, we were looking at the beginning of February. So we've all moved on. We've had COVID Christmas. We've had all the <laughs> drama that comes with trying to, you know, match Christmas with, with the COVID regulations, etc. So... No, we, we really had all moved on. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I first heard um, that any, anybody was showing an interest in it, I thought, oh, my God, what did I miss? <laughs> so I got the, you know, I went and had a look for the recording and found the recording thinking, I must have missed something. I, I must, <laughs> you know, I must have done something horrendous um, during this meeting. Um, and it was pretty much like I remembered it. Right. But you're absolutely right. Um, a couple of young politics students in London um, had picked it up on the Internet. And they, they kind of um, edited it down into a, a kind of more um, YouTube-y um, yeah. format. Um, and that was what went viral, yeah. um, rather than the actual recording of the meeting itself. But it's sort of, it's an extra, I mean, it's so unexpected. Like you say, you could never even have imagined on the day or even months yeah. afterwards that, that suddenly something like that would, would go to that extent. And And I suppose the... What I find interesting, so you've been called into uh, as an outside party, really, for, to try and settle this problem within this council. And there's obviously a couple yeah. of bolshy characters within this council. I mean, certainly part of the job is hostage negotiations. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, they, they don't, and I often tease people that, you know, when nobody ever rings me up to say, I just thought you'd like to know how good our council's getting along these days. <laughs> they ring or they email or they get in touch with us um, because we are problem solvers for local councils. Sure. Um, it was interesting that you, you know, you introduced me as the chief exec. Um, yeah, absolutely right. Sorry, chief officer. Thanks. That's exactly right. But it was a, a, a title I got in lieu of a pay rise one year. <laughs> <laughs> so it does sound far grander than it is. I work with two other um, lovely ladies, as it happens. Um, sure. But, um, you know, there's a team of three of us. Um, and, um, you know, it is what we do when things go wrong. And, and things don't always go dramatically wrong. Um, I mean, often um, we're looking at situations where people just can't find some common ground. They both are happy to look for it, but they yeah. can't actually find it. Um, and, you know, that's that's often um, something that we're involved in. We don't usually um, see the level of um, hostility. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, extra well, it's an extraordinary thing to watch. Again, I probably haven't seen the... <clears throat> absolute full version i've watched a couple of shorter <laughs> versions than the full thing but the the guys in charge it seems i mean they seem so so angry and yeah. so upset with you and and what's sort of extraordinary about watching it again is all nearly all of the catchphrase bits that have come out are said by other people what mm -hmm. sort of remarkable about you is you you just managed to sort of stay calm amongst all this nonsense so there's there's people being there's people being unreasonably furious it seems unless something's happened that we haven't seen where you've tortured their kids or something um and then there's people making sort of basic zoom errors like there's a funny bit where um julie's ipad she's, she's got a phone call from someone else and saying i'm just in a meeting so there's it's sort of got everything this little snippet in that it's it reminds us all you know it comes at this exact right time it shows people failing to use technology properly which we can all identify with it shows things going wrong and then it's the sort of extraordinary anger uh, up against your absolute steely calm and reasonableness uh, and it's sort of you know it's it's kind of a, it's it's an extraordinary thing it's an, and i guess because the guy names you and the, we have this the catchphrase of you have no authority jack weaver you you don't have the authority jack weaver um that we know your name otherwise otherwise we don't know the name of any people but you you immediately sort of are the standout star of it and have made good use of the catchphrase and stuff, even though apart from the Britney Spears one, maybe they're they're, they're not actually yours. So it's it's it, but we all get it because it's the it's the wonderful just ejection of these furious, awful men in the face of a reasonable, uh, cl clever woman. I suppose that just makes it that makes it uh, so I mean, beautiful. I, I guess one of the things that 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 kind of um, kind of resonates with me is that I mean, so often we see things that are wrong. You know, I mean, yeah. th th we come across people who are just wrong in 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 so many different ways, and most of the time in the day jobs we have, you have to just navigate round it, and you know do the best you can with it and and in that one moment it was like summary justice was dispensed it is it yeah is. I, I, and, I, and i get that and, and i think it's uh, you know I, I think that's something that people can really buy into because i think you know a lot of people ask me about you know um you know how you first get involved in local democracy why people get involved in politics etc and 
I, I thought it was kind of unique to me, as often we do. Um, but actually, a lot of people get involved for exactly the same reason. It's a sense of injustice. Sure. Something's wrong and we want to put it right. Um, and I think that's kind of um, often the glue that binds us. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's what people kind of um, resonated with on, on some level. And it was because being reasonable one, and I think we're just so used to seeing, you know, the unreasonable and and be, and, and the, uh, people, you know, the media's in, the media's sort of intent recently seems to be to the other all those guys would have be on panel shows and doing their stuff now because oh they're so horrible and rude let's get them on but actually someone just being reasonable in the face of it and and not getting upset by it. So, you know, it's a beautiful sort of feminist moment, but I think also anyone who's just had to confront a troll or just someone who's furiously angry, it's just that, it's the, it's the, <laughs> it's just the lovely way they're all uh, dispensed with, I suppose, um, as well. But, and, and it sort of hasn't gone well. It's gone very well for you. And lots of, we'll talk about the stuff that's come out of it for you <laughs> in a minute. But the actual, pretty much all of those, the, the ruder people within the, the video have, have all sort of resigned or been asked to move move on from from their positions. And did any of them even get interview? I'd never saw any interviews with those guys. Did they try to make any traction out of the? No, they, they refused to do interviews. But yeah. two of them um, released their own uh, videos, um, allegedly explaining their their side. Right. Um, although um, having watched. Them. I'm not sure that I gained any greater insight into into their side. Yeah. Um, that they seemed to feel that they were technically correct in doing what they did, and were provoked into doing what they did. Right. Neither of which I actually agree with. But no. There we go. Doesn't seem so. And they were some. Were, did they complain about you? There was some complaints oh, yeah, about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then they made a formal complaint about me, which was investigated, and that is unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah, so but it, but it's sort of rebounded very. I mean, fair fair enough because that's interesting. These are guys who are you know they've been elected to do something, and and if they've then seen to n not be behaving in a you know I think just it, how whatever had happened, even if you had done something them, which seems hard to believe, then it, the level of anger and derision and and sort of it's like a little madhouse. And there's that guy just la just laughing as. Just laughing hysterically. It's like the people of you know. It's more like bedlam than than, than a council meeting. So you know, they, there should be some repercussion for them, and it seems like there has been that they've had to sort of step step away from what they've been doing. I mean, the um, th that's been their choice. One of yeah. them has stood down. Um, the um, the younger man, the very angry one, has stood yeah. down. Um, the older man, who's chairman, has stood down as chairman, but he would have been required to stand down as chairman in May anyway. Right. Um, and I think that um, the Cheshire East councillor um, has stood down as a parish councillor, but it remains a, a borough councillor. But I mean, what makes again what makes me angry is is the things that they, um, you know, Brian Tolver, for example, the chairman in his rebuttal video um, and the text that goes along with it says, you know, who was this woman um, and why was she there? And I'm thinking. You know who I am, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I was round at your house about three years before when you invited me to talk to you about something. Um, and I remember sitting with a colleague that I could name, um, sipping um, sparkling water while your builders were in. <laughs> you knew who I was. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
but again, it seems you know. I think they're they're probably trying to cover their asses a bit. But it you know it's sort of so. I you know I just I even if it was just. I'm always suspicious when you see something on the internet and you go, well, I haven't heard the whole story. I haven't heard that story. But you go, why? Why would someone, why would one side be so angry and the other side be so calm? And, you know, and, and it's, but it, but it, it is lovely that like immediately, you know, once it was out, once it sort of found the right uh, level, that you were sort of heralded and, um, and it could easily have been like a flash in the pan, which I presume you assumed it would be, that there would be in the Absolutely. news for a few days. Two days. Yeah. It, it, it kicked off on the Friday, and I said to my husband, Let, let's just enjoy it. It'll be finished by Sunday night. Yeah. And so it's still, you know, very much in people's minds, and um, you were on the, the Brit Awards in the opening sketch with the line of duty guys, uh, which I have to say, and I did say this in your podcast, you were you were extremely good in that often when someone who's not acted before is called upon even to play themselves in a sketch like this, it's a bit clunky and weird, but you, you, it's well worth checking out uh, the video if you haven't seen it yet. And that you're acting alongside, you know, some of Jack Whitehall and some of the greatest actors in the country today. And uh, I mean, that, that really was, I mean, the pleasure for me was um, seeing it kind of grow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're kind of like, we're all on a Zoom screen. Um, you know, we've had the script. One of them hadn't had the script, so was given the script. Um, and you go from, um, I mean, this is probably second nature to you, but you go from reading it to moments later, they are actually able to. And, and I think particularly, is it Vicky's piece where she talks in acronyms? Right, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're there still struggling to get out your name, you know, um, and suddenly they, they have, not only are they in character, um, but these are, you know, the lines and with a bit of improvisation as well. John. Yeah, well, you know, they're very good. But my point mm. is you're holding your own amongst those people, which is <laughs> incredibly impressive. And I'm not sure I would be able to do that. So, yeah, you know, it's that's good that you were that you were good. But lots of other things have come. I mean, you've had lots of offers of being... Have you had panto offers? Did Andrew Lloyd Webber has written, has written a song about you? I read somewhere, is that true? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he, he wrote... Um, it felt like more like an anthem, to be honest. Right. I felt, you know, the nation could get behind it. It was that kind of big, big sound... But ne- never even exchanged a text message with me, <laughs> even to this day. Right. So I don't know about you, but I think that's more about him than it is about me. <laughs> well, it's still, he doesn't, he didn't, probably didn't text Davita, did he, when he was writing about her? He probably just got on with writing about Eva Perron. So, you know, you're like, he, he's got to maintain a distance from his subjects. Do you think it could be a whole, they could write a whole musical about this experience? I mean, it's, that I mean feels I'm, like the I'm sure they could, but I'm not sure I would necessarily I think, want to go and watch it. I think it, this could I be thought, my. I thought my track was much better. Did you not listen to that? I, I haven't heard that. No. Oh, that's Tell quite good about... with um, Helen Meissner. Okay. Um, that's that's much better. Okay, I'll look at. And out I was actually that. I involved in that. Okay. Um, well, so that's I, good. I kind of felt um, much more connected to that because I'd actually spoken to the person that did it. Okay, I'll look out for that. I missed that one. Um, Joanna Lumley's played you in a sketch. Yeah, that was funny. The last did leg. she did she text you? Did no, you no. But um, it was again all done by. I mean, the the, the fact that we've still been on lockdown during all sure. of this meant that you know I was able to do a hundred more things than I'd, I'd ever have had time to do. Um, but yeah, I was starting to feel a bit like the the mascot for the last leg. <laughs> <laughs> and again, they were so. I mean, I, I keep saying it. They were so nice. 
Yes, you know, they're nice boys. Though. Yeah, and you kind of feel that you're you're. They don't make you feel stupid, slow, even when you are. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you kind of feel momentarily um, that you're you're part of something. Um, and that, that was nice. But I think they wouldn't, there's, you know, it, I think even within that short, you know, bit that everyone's seen, the relatively short bit, you come across as such a reasonable person, it would be sort of weird... To try and take the Mickey out of you in any way would be odd because you would just be joining in with those guys and you'd be putting yourself on those side of the guys. Which I'm sure, if you're on Twitter, uh, you've probably had the occasional person taking the side of those guys because that seems to be what Twitter is like. Yeah. But um, but you know, I think it's you, it's it's such a lovely positive story from your perspective. I think and all this stuff coming out of it is um, is very nice. And we are we'll we, you are now. You've moved into literally into my patch now, Jackie Weaver. <laughs> you are taking over the internet, doing a podcast, which I've just recorded my episode of, in which you ask people weird questions, weird, odd questions like I do of mine, which you'll find out in a minute. So um, so that's pretty amazing. And you had and I've listened to the first two and I've just done one. So I know what it's all about. So it's a sort of you're asking questions of celebrities. You had uh, Jeremy Vine on the first one. Mm who's seemed very excited to meet you and, and again uh, I, I i i still am amazed that people are kind <laughs> enough to say yeah i'll spend some time with you i mean that's just you know amazing well that's the nature of celebrity you're an overnight celebrity and uh you know it, it might be a it might be a thing that doesn't last very long it might be something that leads to a whole new life for you so that's kind of that's well they'll, sort of they'll have to be quick <laughs> There's still, Otherwise, there's, plenty there's of, not enough of me left to invest there's plenty, in. There's plenty of time. <laughs> and um, so, who, so who have you? How would you describe the podcast? And, and who are the other guests who we've got coming up? Oh gosh, lots of them. Um, Jay Rayner, uh, Tom Allen, Anton Dubeck. He's a nice boy. Well, you like Anton Dubeck? I do. You? Yeah, I do very much. Um, Jeremy Vine, your good self. Yeah. Um, Reverend Kate Botley. She was she was hysterical. She really was. Um, and I say lots of uh, lots more people that are, are kind of coming along as uh, as time time goes on. And what sort of questions you're asking? Because I can I I can nick them off. Well, here. I I cannot be held responsible for the questions. The questions largely are submitted by people on Twitter um, who, when when we know that there's somebody coming up, they're invited to um, to offer um, the kind of questions that they may like the answers okay. to. And, and I kind of assumed, you know, that people would want to know the answer to the, the really big questions in life. You know, what will life look like after coronavirus? Can I go on host uh, ho hospital? Can I go on holiday to Tenerife? <laughs> you know, these, no. It's, you know... Can you put butter on sandwiches? Or is that just wrong? <laughs> um, what goes on scones, or are they scones, first? Yep. Jam or cream? And these, apparently. And what's your favourite cheese? Cheese yeah. comes up a lot. Dairy product. The, the, the country is obsessed with dairy products. What is your favourite cheese, Jackie Weaver? I have two, to be honest. Okay. Um, I like um, smoked cheddar. Okay, good. Particularly on pizza. Mm, controversial um and also blue cheese okay i mean that's a the blue cheese is a, is a big area you can't just say blue cheese that's just like saying my favorite cheese is cheese well in which case which it would have to be um danish blue okay 
Yeah, yep. that's so I'm good. I'm not so keen on the Stilton. I don't like Stilton. I like blue cheese. Yep. I like blue cheese and I don't like Stilton very much. Yeah. I'm glad it just comes along at Christmas. I'll have a bit at Christmas, but um, I don't like it. I like the the French ones, really, with mm. the blue cheeses. There you go. So it's, it's already interesting. I was asked about how I'd cope if there's... I was had to meet aliens and alien invasions and things like that. So there's there's it's quite a broad reach. And how, and how is this gonna are you gonna do this every single week? Is this gonna go on for a protracted period of time, or is is this gonna be? I I think I will have to give it up round about seventy nine. <laughs> Twenty seventy nine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But you know you can, as I demonstrate that this is. Oh, hello! We've got a we've got a. We see your husband in the background. Hello. That this is. It's not quite as good as a child coming in and dancing in there, but it's quite exciting to see your husband. Uh, I, I don't think he dances though. <laughs> it's a shame he had his clothes on. Um, <laughs> well, it'd be fun. I'm sure that could be a viral. Get a viral moment with you. That would be the actually perfect thing to happen. It would um, surprise both of us if that was not the case. <laughs> I've done about five hundred of these, Jackie. Is what I'm saying in one iteration or another. So you know, you can wow. keep you can keep going forever. You can have people back. You can have new people all the time. So it's you know, it's an it's an endless. I suppose it's too early. They've literally, as we're recording this, the first ones have gone up today. So it's too early yep. to, to for you to know whether it's whether it's getting big numbers or not, and whether it's drawing in huge amounts of money. But. Uh, I guess there's two different things there, although there may be slight overlap. I mean, one is that there's absolutely no point in doing something that nobody's enjoying. You've got to sure. get something out of it. Um, actually, money. It's quite an interesting one because somebody said to me the other day that, not quite so blunt as you must be rolling in it, um, <laughs> but actually more than 95% of what I do, I don't get paid for. Sure. Um, and I, I mean, that might just be because I'm too simple to ask. Um, but at the same time, I kind of think, well, that that's not really the, the, the key point. I mean, if a business asks me to do something, then, of course, I will charge them. Sure. Um, but I've, I've also enjoyed spending hours with young people up and down the country in students' unions, um, not literally because alcohol would be involved, um, <laughs> and, you know, um, young political groups, all that kind of thing. And, and that's what I enjoy doing. And sure. you, know, you certainly don't charge them. Well, you know, I mean, I know you didn't, you should have got paid for doing the sketch in the Brit Awards. I bet you the, uh, I bet you Jack Whitehall got paid. Should have got paid for that. He did have a slightly bigger part than I did. <laughs> well, but he's nothing without you, that white horse. Oh. He latches on. <laughs> I've seen what he does. He, get, he finds beautiful women and latches onto them, and then he he climbs up the ladder that way. That's how he does it, Jackie. Right. In, in which case, him. his his <laughs> his eyesight must be failing in them. <laughs> well, I hope you will start making some money from it. But uh, but also, I. I when I started podcasting, nobody was making any money from it. So I completely understand that. And it was, you know, I, I was doing it for the fun of doing it. And it's kind of interesting to see that people are, have, you know, are, are keen to do it. But, it. but also, you're very good. And, like, for somebody to come in, I know you've obviously chaired lots of meetings and you've had lots of conversations with human beings in your life and your job. But it's a slightly different thing to, to step into being recorded and know it's going out as entertainment and you're extremely what? they relaxed. were recording they were, it i hope so i hope they're recording <laughs> this otherwise we're wasting our time um but you know a lot of people would get freaked out by appearing on a, in a big tv sketch with actors or interviewing richard herring i mean a lot of people would find that very intimidating and you seemed 
to have an almost disregard for me, Jackie, in the interview. So, sorry, Jackie well, Weaver. Sorry. P- part of it is I've no idea who you are. I know. That's um, good. <laughs> but I think the other part is I, I kind of hope I see the person. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I don't mean I've got all the you know all the facts and all the details on your private life, so I know things. You know, <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, I just kind of see the person. Um, I, I, I did. Um, I don't know. Some was showing me. It, funnily enough, it was about um, uh, Jack Whitehall, and he was doing a sketch on um, why do we keep getting milk from everything? You know, is there nothing we can't milk these days? And you're talking yeah. about you know soy and almond and stuff like that. Um, and that that was hugely funny. But apart from that, you then um, kind of like the camera then showed the audience, and wow, that is a lot of people. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I, I think I only ever had quote stage fright um, in my life once, and I was invited to speak at um, a national conference, and I was told I was going to speak at the fringe event. So I walked into what I expected to be a room of 20 or 30 people just standing at the front of them, on a level with them, talking to them about, um, it would be local, local government. Um, and I walked into this room, in one of those rooms where, um, you know, it, it has a, a very modest door. They open the door and it's like an amphitheater inside. <laughs> and the room seemed to me to have half a million people in it. <laughs> Um, and um, there was a podium, there was a you know top table, um, there was you know big screen, you know yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm sitting there waiting to um, to get up to do my part, and, and all I can think is I've got to get out of here. Um, and the, the longer this went on, the more important getting out of there was. So that the only thing that was actually stopping me making a run for it were the stairs. <laughs> And at that moment in my mind, what was going to be worse, um, going through with this or falling flat on my face as I fell down the stairs. And that was keeping me there. And I remember eventually getting up and walking over to the podium. And you know when you, your mouth is totally dry. I do. You know, there's, there's nothing. Your head is completely empty. You slides up there, so you've got half a clue what you should be talking to. And I'm still on the... I have, I mean, I can't breathe, never mind speak. I have just got to run. And then I saw somebody I recognised in the audience and started talking to them. Got through it, went and sat down again. I remember picking up a glass that was behind, you know how they have a little screen at the front of the table so you can't see people's papers and things. Sure. Um, and I picked up this glass thinking oh, I'll just have a drink of water and my hands were shaking so much there was no way that was going to go anywhere near my mouth <laughs> um, and I talked to somebody well I talked to Frank who I was talking to from the floor afterwards he said never noticed any of it <laughs> and that's the closest I've ever come to run and I think it was the I think if I'd known the audience was going to be that big I would have been better yeah that's a bit of a surprise to yeah to not prepare. But why should it matter whether you're speaking to 30 people or 300? Yeah. I or mean, in the case it, of Jack Whitehall, about 3 million, it looked like. <laughs> but I think it's difficult, you know, like it's difficult for, that's what I do as my job, obviously, so I'm kind of used to it. And it, it's difficult for me to put my play, myself in the, I've, I've certainly had gigs when they're not going well, where my mouth's gone dry or where, you, where you're suddenly outside your comfort zone and you are, you feel like all those things are happening to you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, but I think like within just having the, you know, you've just started podcasting. You've just started talking to, 
you know, asking questions of celebrities. Uh, and, you know, it's very, you're very immediately hit the ground running. It's very relaxed and you're very witty coming back with stuff as well. So it's a, it's a lovely chat. I think you're too good. I'm a bit, I know it's hit your husband's back. <laughs> so he brought you a, he's brought you a drink. More gin. It helps. Hello, hello Stuart. I hope he won't, Stuart. He won't hear because of oh, earphones. Yeah. Uh, well, and he's just, he's a rude man. He won't say hello. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, uh, <laughs> do a little dance. Take your shirt off. <laughs> earphones. <laughs> Doesn't hear. I think he's, he's watching it online. He's, <laughs> he's now trying to persuade the dog to get out. Oh, is he? Okay. Um, I was yeah. try, I'll try and get my wife to come at, up the, come up. She went down. So she was in that. She was just in there and then she went downstairs. So she could, she could crash the party as well. Are you going to do a panto? Are you going to do going to take a panto off? This? I was asked. Yeah. Um, and and I'm I'm obviously not getting how panto works. Um, I was offered. Um, I think it was it was a um, a kind of online panto, but you had to go there. Right. So I was offered like two days um, in um, Landudno. Okay. I think I was being offered it at. I think he offered to pay me two hundred and fifty pounds. That's not very good. That's dog. Oh, that's, that's a sweet Hi, dog. She is. <laughs> Don't very often see her. Heavy she still smells. <laughs> <laughs> um, so offered, um, I think it was two days in Panto, £250. Um, but I had to organise my own travel and accommodation. Okay. okay. <laughs> You need, you need an agent. You need, yeah. you need, I'll be your agent. I'll be like my, this is my dad says to me. I'll be your agent. I'll be your agent. You get, Pantos have a lot of money. But I was thinking, why would you think I would want to do this? <laughs> I mean, I was going to have to give up about three days with travel and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd say the, the um, what they were paying me just wouldn't even cover the expenses. Well, you know, they're chancing their arm. Yeah. They're chancing um, their arm. And so you've got so to I go did back. say no. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you said no. Yeah. Come back. I, I'm sure, you know, I think if the, if Pantos are happening this year, which hopefully they will. Sure. Then so, so, be, so what should I be holding out for? I mean, in like, parts. In parts what well, you, be get, you, get, you can have a nice part. You'll be get, you get your picture on the poster. That'll pull in some people who want to see you. You just have to say your catchphrase, which isn't even your catchphrase. And then <laughs> and then you should be getting... Um, they make like 50 to 100 grand uh, yeah. uh, over the over the course of a Panto. Will they make me wear tights? Um, I don't think they can make you do anything, Jackie. Can anyone make Jackie Weaver do anything? <laughs> I mean, do you want to wear tights? I'll, I'd, I'd, I'd like to. You, you, can you ask really wouldn't. I would like to see. It. I'd like to see Stuart in tights. I'd like to see you in tights. Oh uh, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to, you know. I think it might. It's really difficult. To, oh, are you still there? Yeah. Yep, you just disappeared off my screen. I'll escape you back. Um, it's difficult to know. It's, it's one of those interesting things because I think it's, it's, it's... And I know that you'll be happy either way. You'll either go back to... You're completely back to your normal life and occasionally people will go, oh, you're that lady from the thing. Or you could you could ha- have a little career as... And, you know, I think you're good enough to to branch off and, and be doing stuff. So I think it's it's interesting because it's... You know, you're a very capable and intelligent person and you've got a good sense of humour and, you know, you're just the reasonable, the voice of reason that the, <laughs> the world needs right now. So I can see it going well for you, but then, you know, I think, um, you know, you need somebody to look after you. Because it's, it's odd to just come to to switch professions into 
because that, that, that you know this the job I work in is ridiculous in that sometimes you'll get zero pounds and sometimes you'll just they'll give you so much money you go what is wrong with you you know so it's it's um and you're, you're happy to do it so that you need someone to help look look after you for that and make sure you're getting the right the right offers because you don't want to go to land Dudno for 250 quid and then pay 300 quid on your cabs and and hotels yeah, but but to be honest i wouldn't have gone for two and a half thousand <laughs> right okay there you go well that's good so now we've got yeah. but if it's two hundred thousand pounds for that for for three months uh, in london no two, it's not even that it's probably 10 weeks you see somebody asked me if i'd like to do um oh gosh what's it called cameo i think there's others as yes well. there's cameo yeah and i just think <sighs> Is that really what you want to spend your days doing? Now, I get lots of people contact me and say, my son, whatever, is a great fan of yours and it's his birthday and if you just say hello to him, he'd be delighted. And, you know, what the heck? It takes me five minutes and I send them a video, mm -hmm. you know? And I, d I wouldn't dream of charging for doing that. So the idea of then doing that and that's the kind of job and you get paid for it is like, no... Well, you know, if again, but see that it feels like a thing you would do during uh, the coronavirus if you weren't working as an actor, or at the end of your career if if you weren't getting any work, or you just decided you wanted to stay at home. I I had the same thing, and I do the same thing as you, uh, and it's a bad thing to admit it, Jackie, because now people will send you lots of requests and feel like you do. <laughs> I just say give some money. You know, I'll do it yeah. if you like. You give some money to charity. Um, and I and I feel it's it does. There's a part of me. There's a part of me thinks. Well, you could do it. You could do it all for charity, and you could do it officially for charity and make lots of money. But then, um, it also is. Yeah, exactly. That is the amount of time taken up to do yeah. it. But I feel like for you, it's either going to be this little burst of everyone wants you for a little while, uh, and you could do quite well out of doing a few bits and pieces. I mean, there must be. I, I can't believe an advert hasn't. No. Some advertising people haven't no, come to you say, can you... Absolutely nobody has asked me to advertise anything. Right. Well, that just seems obvious. That just seems like, you know, Pizza Hut or whatever. <laughs> that, who would do... Well, you know, Pizza Hut do... They do those, like, when the footballers... Something happens with the footballers that they get you and the other guys on. Uh, but, you know, it just seems like a shoe-in for something like that. So uh, so if I was going to advertise somebody, something, yeah, what, what, yeah. what do you think I'd be in that, apart from Pizza Hut? Would I be, you know... I, I think Pizza Hut would be good. Uh, I think you need me something classy, something very classy. So do I. That's why I'm wondering why you went for Pizza Hut. <laughs> because they're, they're the kind of people who take a they take a current event and and put it in an advert. That's why that's why I went for them. They they often mm. choose something topical and like Mikhail Gorbachev did a Pizza Hut advert. So there you go. That's that's what I'm talking about. Um, I think you could advertise anything. You could do you know it's just the whole authority thing. It's anything with where they can do a sketch. Well, just basically the line of duty thing is like an advert for the Brit Awards or whatever. It, that's all it would be, a Zoom meeting where you're in charge and you and then you go at the end. And I have the authority to say Tampax are really good uh, tampons. That's as what, far that's as I, I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to keep it real. We do have to keep it real. <laughs> it has been a year or two. <laughs> But you're allowed to lie in adverts, so it's okay. Oh, no! Yeah, you're allowed to lie. Go. You see, that, that bothers me. I mean, when, when we see people who um, advertise products, um, you know, like financial products, and you're, you're not really sure those financial products are really the best thing for those individuals, 
that worries me. Well, I think that's, but it's, I think it's very good. For a long time, I wouldn't, and I don't really do uh, adverts outside of the podcast, but I think the podcast industry uh, revolves so much around, that's the way the, 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 the model works with Patreon as well as that you do. You can get people which want to try to do a version of as well. But in order for, to make it work, you kind of need to have adverts and maybe do some sponsored reads and stuff. But I'm very careful about uh, making sure I, you know, have some figlings for the things that I'm advertising. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the, the, when you see respected 1980s TV personalities who, you know, you know, elderly people are going to trust to say, yeah, put your yeah. money into this. Yeah. Um, it does feel a bit icky. Yeah, that um, worries me. But people have to make their own decisions about it. But that's but that's show business. So you can make a very good showbiz career without doing any of that, without doing cameo. Which I, you know, your instincts are good. I think those are great instincts. You should, I, and you know, I think there's because of the internet as well. I think there's there's a place sort of where you can make your own way and do do stuff that you feel comfortable with. And it's great that you've started up this podcast, which I think is. Uh, it's going to be very enjoyable and I think hopefully people will get on board with it. So it's, uh... I mean, if they ever want to relaunch Tetris... Yes. Just give me a call. Okay. That's what, that's what you'd advertise. Yeah, children used to call me the Tetris Queen. <laughs> that's the kind of computer game I like. I can't be yeah. doing with ones that really kind of, you know... I, I like to do things like that while I'm watching the telly. Sure. I find it very hard to sit and watch a TV programme, just, just like sitting and watching it. I'm a bit like the, you know, we're very similar, Jackie Weaver. Um, <laughs> we've got very similar hairstyle and glasses. Uh, <laughs> and the, my blouse, I'm wearing a bit of a blouse today. I should have got a nice uh, necklace on and then we, we could be doppelgangers. No, I agree. I like, but, I, you know, I'm very, I, I play. Um... I, you, you do need to get your eyes checked. <laughs> really. It's important. Look after them. <laughs> we're, very, we're very similar. Um let me. I'm going to ask you some emergency questions, and let's see okay. how you how you phase how you uh, how you fare. Let, let, let me just get ready for them. Okay. Okay. Mine is uh, sometimes yours are quite surreal because you ask people. Would you rather have a sense of smell that can travel in time? You can, i.e., you can smell any environment from the past or future, but only your sense of smell will travel in time. Or have a free pineapple delivered to your door every day for the rest of your life. Um, just some qualifying things. You'll only be able to smell things in the past and future, not interact in them in any way. And if there's other smells encroached, you can't like home in on a specific smell, whatever smells are in the environment you'll be able to smell. If you wanted to smell King Henry VIII's fart or something, you would have to, you know, get close to him. Uh, the pineapple delivery service would be able to find you wherever you are in the world. Uh, it would be delivered at 7am each morning, though left outside your door so you won't be woken up. And it, if you want, they can cut it up. Pineapple. Okay. Good answer. So, you know, the other answer's more interesting, but there's no... That's it. Why wouldn't you want to smell the future? Why would you? That's too interesting to know what it smells like in the future. No, I see. I don't do history, so... Yeah, that's you know, true. That's, that's an issue. And I guess that's kind of like playing it forward as well, so I don't go future history, which we haven't had yet. Okay. And I was well, thinking, like well, you know, with the pineapples, well, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, to be honest, you're not going to get through one a day. But you can share it with other people. I reckon I can but, eat pineapple a day. But you can keep, you know, um, you know, a small um, elderly person's home, um, you know, kitted out with fresh yep. fruit for <laughs> for the week. It's nice pineapple. Don't think a bit of fresh fruit in the morning, like a like a luxurious fresh fruit, uh, is quite. Yeah, quite but a nice way you know, to start the frankly, day. if you've had it every day, I mean, there yeah. aren't enough pizzas in the world to use up all that pizza, all that um, pineapple. No, maybe not. 
you would get sick of the pineapple, right? And then you're thinking, ah, oh, I wonder what, wonder what the Battle of Hastings smelt like. Damn, I should have had that. I should have done that. Oh, you didn't make it clear that you actually have to eat it. <laughs> Just that it was going to be delivered to you. Well, it's you don't have to eat it, but you would presumably eat it. Now, you see, my husband's very good at getting rid of the unwanted five a day. Okay. He juices them. Yes, okay. Yeah, it's a much easier way of getting carrots down you. Okay, he'd be happy. He'd be happy with the yeah, pineapple well, coming just in. just get the pineapple through the juicer, you know, okay. down in two swigs. You're done. All right, I've got to ask you. This is a good question. This is a, another money-based question, and I'll be interested to see. It's a morality-based question. Would you rather have world peace or £10,000 in your personal bank account tax-free? Ten world grand. peace. All right. In if fact, chose... I would give ten grand for world peace. All right, let me ask you this then. Um, if you choose world peace, how much money would it take for you to change your answer? If I offered you a million pounds or world peace, a hundred no, no, million pounds, no or world amount peace. of money. Wow, you're unbreak. Yeah, that's the thing it's with e- you. These are easy. Well, if you had uh, all the money in the world. You could get world peace as well and then also have a yacht. I, I don't think all the money in the world would buy world peace. Mm. Probably make people fight more. They'd just be fighting you to try and get mm. some of the money. Mm. Do you fancy having a super yacht like Jeff Bezos has spent £500 million uh, pounds on a super yacht? No, and, and actually, this is a really interesting conversation. I remember having the same conversation with my, one of my children. Um, and I think they, they had, you know, at one point children say, you know, I want to be rich, I want to have all the money in the world and things like that. Um, and I remember saying to them, um, you know, that um, I think it was around the time when Sonic the Hedgehog, or as one of my children used to call it, Sonic Ledgehog, um, was released. Um, and they'd got the game and they were so chuffed with it. So I said to them, imagine being able to buy all the computer games in the world and all the consoles in the world so they're no longer something you have to save up for how are you going to get the same pleasure that you've just got for getting that game yeah and that i, I think that's a serious worry it's true it's well it's, it's good and it is i think like uh in the olden days a bit we were we were made to wait for things and like my yeah. my kids hardly ever wait for i'm making my daughter we went around the garden center um I think I was just said we'd go to the garden centre and I'd get them some sweets because they'd been good and we'd done something else. I was getting my car washed and they came with me. Uh, and then they, she saw this really, they had a few toys in the garden centre and it was this really hideous uni- push-along unicorn thing. And she went, I want this, I want this. And it was 20 quid. And I said, no, we're not getting that. We're getting something small. And then she just kept on going on. and she's been, But she's been going on about it for about four weeks. She really wants this push-along unicorn thing. But, but she was so cross that she didn't get it straight away. And I'm saying to her all the time, well, look, either you save up if you really want it. I don't think you really want this. If you really want it, save up. And then it will mean something. And it, But it's interesting that she's stuck to wanting it. Yep. But I think also that it means when if she does get it, which she will, because I'm a soft touch, um, she will feel happy for getting it. So it is, yeah. it is, it is true that you need to have, you know... Where, I, I feel like in the 70s when I was a kid that it was... More the other way that we didn't get much. I felt like we got a, we got sweets every week if we were lucky, and that felt like too stretched out. It made me want to eat sweets too much, and it made me when I could afford to buy my own sweets just buy sweets for thirty I, years. I did that. Yeah, I I remember being sent to the shops by my mum. Um, you know, I used to 
get regularly do it, go and do the shopping um, and then take the change home. And then sometimes she would say to me, you can buy you can buy yourself some sweets with the, with the change. And I remember that being um, a kind of aspiration for the future that when I'm grown up, I'll be able to buy as many sweets yeah. as I want. I remember thinking I'll just be able to have a bar of chocolate without having to share it with anyone. And that was my aspiration. I know. Isn't that and weird? And then I've eaten a lot of bars of chocolate since then. And now I've had to start eating chocolate. So <laughs> that was my parents were wrong because all it made me do is want to become yeah, an adult and absolutely. eat sweets forever. But then, so where's the, where's the tipping point, Jackie Weaver? Where's the right amount of treats to keep a child so they don't expect to get everything, but also so that they're excited by life and but then they don't that they don't then rebel and become sweet addict. I would say it's better becoming a sweet addict than a heroin addict. We we didn't have a lot of heroin when I was young. <laughs> um, they did tell me I couldn't have heroin and I didn't I didn't <laughs> then go and buy all the heroin. I mean it's I guess one of the things I, I think is interesting is, is how we um how we portray what's good. Um, you know, so it, it's kind of like, you know, a treat would be sweets, an apple mm-hmm. would be what you could have, you know, because they're in the, sure. you know, in in the, as I say, vegetable bowl, in the fruit bowl. Um, so, you know, if we then start to say, well, you know, you can have all the sweets you like, but, you know, you can only have an apple on Friday if you're good. Does it change <laughs> how we how we look at these? Maybe. Things? I don't think so, though. They're clever. They're too clever for us, these kids. They're too clever. <laughs> right, I'm going to ask you some classic emergency questions. You can have these for your podcast if you want. You can try this Thank one you. for your podcast. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind stealing. Would you rather have a hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispenses sun cream? Would you rather have... What? It's, what's a, it's a perfectly simple question. Would you rather... Jackie Weaver... Would you rather have a hand made out of ham that you could eat if you wanted? You could nibble it, it would grow back. You could eat the whole thing, it would grow back in a month, obviously. Just a ham hand. It's made of ham, but it's no pigs have died for it. Uh, or a armpit that dispenses sun cream. You can have uh, up to all the per- sun cream you would personally need for a year of whatever factor you choose uh, at the beginning. Sun cream. The other is just too gross to contemplate. It would be lovely. You could just imagine. Just, mm. Nope. Really nice hand. <clears throat> you could put a glove on it to keep it sterile. Okay, fair enough. Jackie Weaver. Have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. All right. Tell me all about the ghost you saw and how that... So it's not much of a story. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess it was shortly after my grand died. So oh, we're talking about what age? I might be about 14, 15. Okay. Um, and um, getting into bed one night, just as you put the light out, I am sure I saw her. What was she doing? You were just there. Okay. Creepy. It was. <laughs> Why is she coming at that time? Don't know. It's always at bedtime. That's the problem. That's the, when, you, when you're sleepy, that's when ghosts appear. I saw yeah. a ghost of my son when I woke up. He's not even dead. And uh, he... Uh, I mean, you he, almost sound disappointed the way you're not even dead. Well, I kind of thought, <laughs> when I saw it, I thought he must have died. And he'd be in the, in the other room, which we were talking about in your podcast. He came in, he stood by the bed, and then he went and stood in the corner and looked at the corner. And I went, eh, Ernie, what's going on? And I reached out, and he was completely solid. I reached out, and he just was he evaporated. But he was like a completely solid. But I was asleep, Jackie. I was asleep. Yeah, mine does play tricks on you. But I it do does. remember that. Okay. Oh, well, that's yeah. nice. 
What do you think she was saying by coming back? Just say it's all right, or do you think it helped yeah, me? I mean, that's one of the things me. I don't understand why we're frightened of ghosts. Yeah, you know, I mean, if it, it, okay, if it, if it was like um, Freddy Krueger, yeah, yeah, I get that. But you know, if you see someone from from your own life, um, you know, kind of, if, if they didn't try to hurt you when they were in solid form, they're, they're not going to do it when they're a ghost. I don't know. I think I'd come if I'm N- not unless you murdered them. Well, there's that, but it'd be fun to come back and dick around with people if you're a ghost, though, wouldn't you? If it, I think, I just think, someone told me, I think we estimated this before and wrongly, I think something like 14 billion people have died. God. There's something like seven, there should be seven ghosts per person, basically, in mm. the whole history of humanity, mm. like 14 billion people have died. Um, so the fact there's so few ghosts is a bit suspicious, isn't it? Mm. Because I, if they gave me the option, even they said it's a chance, you could come to heaven and have a nice time, or go and mess around on Earth for a bit until you get released and you can scare people, I'd, I'd become a ghost. Would you? Yeah, it'd be fun. No, I'm ready to check. I mean, in this minute, but no, I'm yeah. ready to check out heaven, okay. see what standing orders were like, see what the rules and regulations are like, <laughs> what's the pecking order, <laughs> yeah. you know, when do I get Gabriel's job? Do you think Do you think you would get into heaven, Jackie, if you lived a, Jackie Weaver, have you lived a good life? I have. I think you are. You do seem. I read that you accidentally shoplifted and felt very bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I have, I've deliberately shoplifted and not feel, and I don't feel bad about it. No, I, honestly, I, I'll go ready even thinking about it now. <laughs> so what happened? You act. Your, your kids took something. Is in a supermarket trolley. Yeah. Your kids were um, in a supermarket so, trolley. Yeah. Um, so three of them. So one would be in the in the trolley, one would be in the seat, and the other one would be you know by your hand. Um, and I remember it was in Tesco. Sorry, Tesco. Um, and um, it was at a time when Tesco, um, even the small branches, used to do children's clothes. Mm. Mm, they don't where I live now anymore. I don't think that's because of my shoplifting, but they don't do it anymore. <laughs> um, and I was looking for um, various sizes of, of clothing, and I found a little pack of socks um, in the size that I wanted. So I said to one of the children, just hold that for me while I was looking through through the others. So. Um, got something else, put it in the trolley, off around the supermarket, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until we were out in the car park that Ian says to me, Mum, why is it Mum always has three syllables? Mum, <laughs> what do I do with these socks? <laughs> so did you take them back or did no. you just keep them? Wow. Yeah, I mean, no. the thing is, when you've got three kids and you've got them all back to the car, it's a lot to then go back into the shop and pay for some Hell socks. yes. So I think I'd, I think I would definitely keep the socks. I think if you've got a, if you accidentally take something and you've got a big trolley full, they've still made some money out of you. It's okay. Oh. It's still it's still all right. But if they not, want me to pay them back, it's fine. I'd be well, happy now to. this has been on this podcast. That will be in the that'll be in the Daily Mirror. That'll be in the, the journalists. You'll find this journalists just listen to the podcast and then just take. Even though that story is already in the newspaper, that'll be in the newspaper again, and then. All those guys who you've destroyed their life of by coming into their meeting and telling them to shut up. They'll come back. They'll be waiting for their revenge. If they die, they're going to come and haunt you. Jackie Weaver, those guys. Shoplifter. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, let me see. Oh, I wanna, uh, this is a, this, I'll ask you a classy question. This is classy because I, cla- I think you're a classy woman. Let's find out. If all the, u- the art galleries and the museums in the world got together and we said, we love Jackie Weaver, we loved her on that video and how she treated with those horrible men. You're allowed to take one item away from any of her. You're not shoplifting. We're giving it you. You can choose one thing from any museum or art gallery in the world. It's probably going to be an art gallery because you don't like history. 
Um, what would you What would you take and have as yours? A Fabergé egg. Wow, it's a very immediate Fabergé egg. Is, have you got one in mind, or just you just like the idea of having one? No, so, whichever one they feel they can spare. So is it is it jewels bejeweled eggs at Fabergé, or are they just made of beautiful material? <sighs> Both. Yeah. Yeah, I, but you know they're just exquisite. It's sort of things the Russian aristocracy yeah. had. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a lovely Easter gift, that wouldn't it, as well? Well, I wouldn't be giving it away. <laughs> and also, you know, you could... Eat, I'd, I'd get a Fabergé egg and then eat my boiled eggs off it, and I would... I know this is from the other <laughs> podcast. When you take you take the top off properly, don't crack it like my wife does. We you get a better. scimitar to do it with. Yeah, you could, that'd be nice. <laughs> Fabergé egg is a good answer. Thank you very much. And I'll ask you one more emergency question. I might ask you more than one. I think this is a good question. Let's see if you agree. Would you rather be Prince William or Prince Harry? William. Why would you rather be Prince William? It makes sense. I don't know either of them. Honestly, I don't. (laughs) Um, And my um, information from them them, um, comes direct from the media. Okay. But what I see is one who is who threw the family under a bus Mm. and one who put the family before himself. Yeah, I've heard other stories about the one who put the family first, about him not putting the family first, though, so I'm not so sure. I think it's also... That's where my information comes from. But it's also, like, on another level, Prince William is trapped still within this slightly toxic atmosphere that he can't you know he's it's a, a duty he's got to fulfill i can understand why you would choose that i think you're a woman who understands duty and yeah. and what your job is uh whereas prince william is at, uh, prince harry is at least free even though he'll never be entirely free so he's sort of gained his freedom a little bit from that weird environment i wouldn't like to be in the royal family oh, like God, to... no no i wouldn't either no you get, you'd um, have a Fabergé egg, though, if you'd work. You'd probably yeah, have a few. But it's 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 a choice. I mean, you, you choose the lifestyle. I mean, you know, William could walk away. Yeah, but he can't. It's difficult, isn't it? They can't. It's it's, it's sort of... I I feel... Have you watched The Crown? Do you watch The Crown? No, no. I feel, I feel they're... You know, I don't... I just feel sorry for them, all of them, really. I don't think... I don't think it's a... Um, I don't think it's a thing I'd want to swap my life for to be in that situation, regardless of all the money and everything. It just seems, a lot, certainly in recent years, a lot of misery for the uh, for the members of the royal family falling in love with the wrong people and being made to do the right thing supposedly. And that that's it's very much like the chocolate. My fam, my mum not giving me a bar of chocolate. Camilla Parker Bowles is sort of like a really big bar of chocolate that Prince. Charles wasn't allowed to have. He ended up having her anyway, didn't he? He should have stuck with the chocolate. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, good. Well, look. We're, I think we're nearly done. Let me have a look. We've. Uh, it's been really. We've. You and I have talked for a long time because we've done. <laughs> this. It feels. If we've done about fifty-five minutes here, it feels uh, incredible. Uh, is there anything else coming up that uh, you want to? So the podcast. Which is called Jackie Weather has the authority. Is that the correct name? It is. Um, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that will hopefully be ongoing forever. There's an episode of me coming up. Is there anything else exciting in the pipeline? 
Um, th- there's a couple of bits which I can't tell you about. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, book. Are oh, you going to do a book? Yeah, well, it's done. Brilliant. Um, but it's just um, the editing um, stage at the moment. Um, so that was quite interesting. And okay. what's the book? Is the book about? What's the book about? I, I like to think of it as a book of common sense. Okay, that sounds good. Of course. Very good Christmas gift. How's uh, the uh, Cheshire Association of Local Councils? Anything coming up that we need to know about from that, for the rest of the year? Are you still it, able to do your your work, your chief officer yeah. work? Yeah, busy doing it. I mean, yeah. I say I, I just means that I work weekends and evenings. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a social life? Well, I never actually. Actually, I've never been big on a social life anyway. No. I, I kind of, the day job is very interactive with people. And it's kind of nice to be unpeopled from yep. time to time. Yep. That makes sense? It does make sense. You've got Stuart yeah. there at home with you, yeah. coming in, looking after the dog. I think yeah. he's missing you. I think he just he wanted to spend a bit of time with you. Working too hard. Uh, <laughs> well, he's he's been brilliant. I mean, clearly, you know, to kind of do all the stuff that I've been doing and continue to do um, my job as well uh, means something has had to go. Yes. Um, and that's just largely been anything to do with the house. <laughs> um, so, and again, people often say, "Oh, what's it like when you walk down the street and you recognise?" Walk down the, what street? <laughs> um, you know, Stuart goes and does all the shopping. Um, you know. Well, I was good. I was just about to ask you whether the. I mean, I know every time anyone you interview anyone or that the, you get all the catchphrases thrown back at you. I was wondering if that happened if you did go out. But has that got to the stage where it's still fun, or is it is it getting to a point where you're thinking, ah, oh, this is going to be annoying if this is every conversation I have for the next ten years? It, it's it's not allowed to be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not oh, getting, annoying. getting some biscuits. This yeah, time. the biscuit as well. No, it's no. not allowed to be annoying because that would really be biting the hand that feeds you. Um, and I definitely got the impression I did pop out to the supermarket. Um, and I had that sense of people actually looking at me, questioning, yeah. is it, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I think the funniest one was when I went for um, my jab. Um, I've got my second one coming up this week, um, but I had the first one. Um, and uh, this person, a young person, you know, mask and everything, says, are you Jackie Weaver? <laughs> and I go, yes, <laughs> you do. <laughs> And then his mum came up, you know, this elderly, elderly woman, even older than me. Um, and, you know, he, she says to him, who's that? And he says, it's Jackie Weaver. Who's she? And then they then have this conversation between them while I'm standing there. Yeah. I and know. I'm thinking, at any moment now, they'll, they'll want, a, want a selfie. <laughs> no? Well, that used to happen to me all the time. So like, what would happen, because my comedy's always been kind of a cult thing, even when we, I was on TV and I was in a double act in the 1990s, and someone would come up with a group of people very excited and go, oh, my God, you're a Chang, I love your show. And then all the friends would go, who is it? Who is it? And then the person who'd recognised me would feel embarrassed that they knew who I was <laughs> and that no one else did and sort of almost turn on me, even though they'd come to me and like me. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. I just think it sort of fascinates me, this sort of overnight fame and having done something else for the rest of your life and then suddenly get this 
uh, and I don't think it. I don't think you know. Sometimes when it happens on the X Factor or something, I worry that the person it's happened to, yeah. you know, yeah. might get into trouble and might not be able to cope when the fame goes away. And it's it's <laughs> that's a very. I don't think that's going to happen to you, Jackie. I'm fairly I, confident I totally that you'll be okay. Get, I totally guess it though. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's um, you know, for the first month. It could go at any moment and that would have been fine and Stuart and I would have dined out on it, as it were. I now know I will miss it. Right, that's interesting. But also, it's just to that to happen, you know, so suddenly and so out and so unexpectedly and not uh, and absolutely not asked for as well that's the thing it's not like you've gone oh i've got a little plan Uh, i'm gonna make a little video i'm gonna put it up and maybe 10 100 people see it whatever it's absolutely out of your control i feel sorrier in a way even though i don't for the horrible men (laughs) because they just come across as horrible men and that's and that sort of affected their reputation whether rightly or wrongly um but but but... i guess if 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 like me you knew more history yeah I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm pretty sure from the from what I've you know the, what yeah. I think is interesting about that video. I think you get a very clear idea of of who's who the people yeah. are. <laughs> on, on all of them, the people who say a little bit, the people who say a lot, the person who just answers the phone. <laughs> you get a very good idea of who they are. That's why it's sort of genius. But it's sort of it's a very diff. You know, fame is a very difficult thing to cope with. It's a difficult thing I think for younger people to cope with. Yes, it, it going away is very difficult to cope with. But I just think when it lands on your, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, and I'm glad that yeah. you wanted to continue. But it's that sort. Of, that's what fascinates me is this. You know, this unasked for thing turning. It's sort of like a Twilight Zone curse, isn't it? Like you're rubbing a genie's lamp, and suddenly. Something's been foisted on you that you wouldn't necessarily have wanted, but uh, it's. But you, you're finding it enjoyable at the moment. I mean, you must be finding it enjoyable. It's, yeah, it's... I, I, I couldn't do. I mean, I, I say the um, I, an awful lot of um, time and energy has gone into to this over the last three months. Sure. And I, I if, if every time I spoke to people, or you know, started something new, I was kind of like stressed up to here over it. I wouldn't be able to keep doing it. No, um, and and I, I genuinely kind of get something out of every interaction. Um, you know, it, it, it's um, yeah. So as I say, to such a point that I know I will miss it, and I know I'm also lucky to have a life to go back to. I, sure. I think for me, that's the the kind of most important thing is that, you know, even if this is a a, a period in life that that is finite, um, it will have been a fantastic experience. Sure. And I can witter on about it till I'm 90, <laughs> even if no one's listening. <laughs> well, I'm sure they will continue listening. And I think the podcast is, there's a lot of interview podcasts out there, but I think it's uh, it's a good one. And uh, I'm not going to recommend it because then people won't watch my <laughs> uh, Watch my what? No, do, do. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. And I'm sure the book will be brilliant as well. It's been really lovely to meet you and oh, talk to you for you, the last Richard. hour and a half, two hours and a half. God, my goodness, <laughs> we've been talking a long time. Uh, and uh, we'll see you again uh, uh, we'll be back next week uh, with the podcast with Nigel Planer uh, and then all the ones from Clapham coming up do come and see us in Clapham if you get the chance thanks very much thank you Jackie Weaver goodbye I'm not going to say the pod- I'm not going to say the catchphrase thank you thank you Jackie Weaver <laughs> You have been listening to Rahala Slipper with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Jackie Weaver. 
Thank you very much to Scant Regard for providing this banging new theme tune. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, thanks to Pest as well for playing this for so long, but we got, had rights issues with YouTube. That's why we got a new... Wait, let's get a new tune. I say it's good anyway. Uh, I'm indebted to my friend and director and producer, Chris Evans, not that one. I'm indebted to Ben Walker, my producer, uh, and everybody at ACAS, the British Comedy Guide, and or everyone who knows me. Thank you very much for listening. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. You know you can get a badge at GoFasterStripe.com slash badges. GoFasterStripe.com also has loads of downloads and books and fantastic things and a club version of its own uh, as well so you can get their shows delivered every month. It's a fantastic enterprise uh, created by Chris Evans, not that one. Um, and you should support them in whatever way you feel is appropriate. 